Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. All right, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're on the show today with Jeff Fenster from Everbowl, and boy, do we got a story for you. <laughs> so, uh, Jeff, real quick before we get started, I got to make sure I do my little promos. We're asking our listeners for 365 pairs of shoes, um, gently, pa- gently used pair of shoes or new pairs of shoes to donate to the homeless this year. So if you got a pair of shoes that you need to uh, get rid of, hit up James, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. Go right over in his Harley and pick up those bad boys. All right, let's do this. What kind of Harley? Kind of Harley, James. Uh, it's a 2016 Heritage Softail. Nice. I have an 05 Softail Deluxe. Ooh, nice. nice. Oh, a fellow I, rider. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the older bikes, though. I mean, not older, older, but, you know. I don't it know. Was, for one of the coolest birthday presents my wife ever got me. Oh, oh what? Yeah. That was a birthday with, present from the wife? With wife support. That's the best. I got to thank Sons of Anarchy because we were watching that show and I've always yes. motorcycles and then I got a <laughs> for my birthday. So it was great. There you go. Dude, that's perfect. That's awesome. You know, what, what, what better way to segue that than, uh, than the spousal support to ride a Harley? Yes. Oh, I love it. I, don't, I, I would never personally do it. I'm like too scared to like, you know, go on two wheels or have, you know, fly, fly with me. Well, I guess the wind across my hair won't work, but... <laughs> But him, on the other hand, he's he's ready to fly at any time. He's ready to rock and roll. So that's cool. Entrepreneurial spirit. All right, man. So um, you, you, you have taken something. Uh, you started something. It's been growing ever so slowly. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're in a, you're in a stadium. You, are, you have multiple locations. I've seen you going to uh, different countries to shop out where you're getting your product. I mean, all these amazing things, but I want to know, first of all, Jeff, where'd you come from, man? How did you get this thing started? Where did it all come from? Yeah, San Diego, born and raised, so I'm a local San Diegan. Uh, grew up here, uh, undergrad at University of Arizona, law school here in San Diego at Thomas Jefferson School of Law, went to law school to be a sports agent, um, but decided I didn't really want to pursue that career path. So um, after law school, I, I got my only job I ever had at ADP, the payroll company, and <laughs> I uh, was there about six months, was the number one sales rep at the company. And um, I've, I've told this story a few times, but <clears throat> essentially I had a built-in bonus if I hit a certain metric. And being the number one sales rep, I blew that out of the water. So I went to my boss in January of 07 and said, hey, I'd like my bonus. And they said, no problem. You'll get it in July at the end of the fiscal year. And <laughs> 24 years old with a big ego, I wasn't waiting six months for my bonus. So I threatened to quit essentially if they didn't give it to me. And they said, there's the door. So I started my own payroll company out of my mom's kitchen the very next day with a buddy of mine. And from there, my entrepreneurial uh, path was kind of created. And from there, I've, I've just never looked back. So 
um, kind of always had the, the desire to, to run my own show and, and do my own companies, not realizing it until that time. Um, but really I don't have the, I don't have the mindset to do one thing forever. So being kind of a, a yo-yo a little bit and having a little bit of entrepreneurial ADD, um, I like to start startups. That's, that's my bag and, um, started a ton of companies, sold a few, failed with a few, few have been moderately successful. Um, and that kind of led us up to where we are at Everbowl, which is truly my passion. Um, finally, I, I got out of digital marketing at the beginning of 16 and kind of made the decision, you know what, it's time to chase my passion and stop worrying just about business. And I'm all about healthy, healthy living. So being your best self, preventing disease, um, living a kind of as best as I could with both food and movement. I'm extremely active and I eat healthy foods and I'm kind of a super foodie. So I really wanted to bring something to the marketplace and answer the question as to why too many people don't eat healthy and aren't being their best healthy self and why we make bad choices, whether it comes to our food choices or lack of movement. Um, so Everbowl was basically created. And before we get into Everbowl, I really want to share the why, because I think it's very important and it's a big mistake a lot of entrepreneurs make is they don't really have a big, a good enough why. Mm. Uh, but the why is the differentiator. The why is kind of the North Star. It's what allows you to make decisions with, without all the information, but you just keep heading your boat towards that why. Um, so our why is unevolved. You can kind of see it on the back of my hat here because I wear my hat backwards. It's also on the front of every single employee's t-shirts in the store. Um, and Everbowl's on the back of the t-shirt because think of like the Padres. Padres are on the front. Fenster would be on the back as a player. Everbowl's on Team Unevolve. And Unevolve is a word I created, and it's to move and eat the way we were meant to to unevolve. And essentially, we have over-evolved with technology in all walks of life. And it's great. We can sit here and I can stare at you on a computer screen and we can have a, a nice three-way conversation that's airing live on Facebook and we'll be on a podcast. Technology is amazing. We can land a robot on the Mars and drive it with a remote control car here. And it's done amazing things for us, but where it's been a big failure is on our health. Uh, we've stopped moving our bodies and living actively and we stopped eating stuff that's been around forever. We started eating laboratory created foods and chemicals and different things that allow fake product to last forever and make us feel full. So Everbowl comes from our tagline, which is made from stuff that's been around forever, Everbowl. And that's the eating component of Team Unevolve. And so that's kind of the why. And that's been my passion and my mission when I launched Everbowl back in October of 16. And it was to really address those reasons that we aren't eating healthy in society. And I came up with the four excuses we all make uh, when we don't eat something healthy or we go out to eat and we choose the less healthy option. It usually boils down to one of these four excuses. It either costs too much money to eat healthy. It doesn't taste good. It doesn't fill you up or it's not accessible. You can't get it. But if I can give you something that is delicious, filling, affordable, and accessible, you're going to choose that over the unhealthy option every time. So um, Everbowl's core business was built to solve those four excuses and those four reasons and everything we're doing and everything that we're doing around the brand today all goes back to Unevolve and furthering that mission. I love that, dude. You and building multiple businesses, building having a, having a core why are all uh, kind of essential to where you're at. I how much do you credit where uh, Everbowl is today to those you know startups that you did before to the failures that you had in your past? How how do those kind of help sculpt you to to what you're doing today? I mean, immensely, right? We're we're you you're sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. I mean that's kind of the the one of the lines that that we use and and my past successes and failures have shaped my career to where I am today and and hopefully in a year from today I'm a lot better than I am now. Um, I'm always trying to get better and it goes into our core values at Everbowl because we have five core values, uh, a few of which I've 
taken from company to company and some that are only applicable to Everbull. But really, um, my serial entrepreneurship mindset and kind of being a, a startup guy has allowed me to now vertically integrate multiple startups into Everbull, which is now furthering and promoting it as one of the things you mentioned about sourcing our own ingredients and starting our own import company or launching our coffee and our CPG line or WeBuild, which is where we build our stores. All those are standalone companies that could be standalone companies, but really I started them under the umbrella of Everbull to go back into Everbull and help push Everbull further along and really create a massive barrier to entry between me and my competitors. Because again, answering those four excuses, everything goes back to those four reasons. And those four reasons are why I've started or we've started as a team, all the different divisions and elements of our company is to help promote making healthy healthy food and superfoods more accessible, delicious, filling, and available. So you've, you've, uh, you've had more, the way you're building this is using smaller subsidiaries. You're building, you're doing a lot of startup stuff. I love the startup game. I think it's the most exciting part. It's the creative part. It's the part where, you know, nobody tells you what to do. Everything is the greatest idea in the world until you actually implement and try it. Right. It's the, it's the funnest part of building the business. Um, but what would what advice would you give somebody who's starting out who's who has excuses like well I don't have enough money to do that or I can't you know where do I hire this employee from or you know that's something that you know I don't know what to do yet what what, what kind of advice would you give somebody who's getting started and has these kind of contradicting thoughts to where they want to go Yeah I mean first and foremost I I would ha- I would say you have to do some self reflection because back when I started I wanted to be the next Jeff Bezos I wanted to be the next Elon Musk I was thinking in my head you know when I started my payroll company. I want to grow this thing and be a massive CEO. And then I came to realize that's actually not who I am. I'm a startup CEO. I'm a startup founder guy. Um, There's a point where the company will outgrow me Um, and recognizing my limitations and my weaknesses and then running full speed ahead to solve them. And instead of feeling insecure about them, embrace them. So if I didn't have the capital, well, capital is actually easy to come by once you have a, a great business model because there's more money than there is good ideas. And the thing about money is everyone needs somewhere to put it. So whether it's professional money like private equity or venture capital, whether it's friends and family or just regular passive investors who maybe have some discretionary income, whether it's banks looking to loan money or all the different avenues of saving your own, if you have the right business model and you have it thought through and you can tell the story, the money will come. That, that is kind of the least of your concerns, but really it's getting started. It's saying, okay, I have this concept, I have this idea. And not just kind of on a whim, but you really got to reverse engineer success and see the whole vision. And I think startup, the startup phase, you know, it is the most exciting, but it's also the riskiest. It's the scariest component because like you said, no one's there to tell you what to do. And it's a blank slate, right? You can go left, you can go right, you can go up, you can go down. There is no rules to it. So understanding what you're going to do and how you want to do it and then vetting that process internally and then being able to express it externally if you need to recruit money, people, resources, you know, whatever it is that that concept would need. Um, when I started my payroll company out of my mom's kitchen with a buddy of mine, we had no money. We were 24 years. Old. I mean, we had a little money, but we were 24 years old. We had $20,000 to our name between the two of us. Um, and that was our, that was our budget. So what did I do? I, I owned a house in Mira Mesa at the time. I told my fiance and my little daughter, we're moving in with my mom and dad. And I did. So I sold my house and I moved in with mom and dad. So I didn't have to pay rent. So I could stretch that 20,000 even further. And that allowed me to say, okay, I have a runway now where I don't need to pay the bills because luckily my mom and dad provided a, you know, this was years ago, I was, I was 24 and they were willing to take me, my fiance and daughter in to allow me to do this. So I had a good support group, which, you know, if I didn't have that would have been a little more challenging, of course, right? I would have had to work a job and do it, which I did, luckily didn't have to do. 
but it's sacrifice. So it's understanding, okay, I'm going to make this decision. And then as, you know, as the old Spanish conquistador, when he arrived, he said, burn the boats, don't have a backup plan, burn the boats. And I promise you, you put your back up against the wall. Most people will find a way to be successful. Just like when you throw someone in the ocean, they doggy paddle, they'll figure it out. Right. Right. The survival instinct will kick in and the laws of the universe are all going to work towards you because you're going to bust your ass and find a way to get it done. I like it. And dude, when you first started, I mean, speaking of bust your ass and figuring it out, when you first started Everbowl, you said it was October, 2016, right? What did it look like then? And compared to where you're at now, I mean, how many, what did you think it was going to be? Cause I'm, I'm assuming if you're like any entrepreneur, you have a, a starting vision and then where you end up is almost completely different. So t- can you tell me a little bit about what you thought it was going to be when you first started and where, where you're at today and how, how that's progressively changed? Sure. So the original plan was, was similar to what we're doing today. It's just obviously, as you mentioned, it's definitely not been like, if I go back and look at exactly what I was planning, it's, it's very different than today. Uh, but back then was the goal was to provide those same, those same four excuses I just mentioned that hasn't changed the why the vision unevolved, all of that was all there. Um, nothing's been different from that, but the how. So when I originally launched, I didn't want to bring in any outside capital. I was going to self-fund this entire venture, never consider franchising, never consider bringing in any external uh, resources. And really, this was my passion. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this. Um, I was going to build an office in the back. So if it wasn't successful, um, I was going to use the back to run another company um, and really just create a, not, I don't want to say a lifestyle because it was never meant to be a lifestyle brand, but the idea was to have it more just something personal Mm -hmm. because of the, the, solving those four excuses and seeing the public reaction to Everbowl and how much they enjoyed and, and embraced the fact that now they had access to healthy eating in a fun way. It was delicious and people loved it so much that the constant people influencing me saying, Hey, can I buy a franchise? Can I invest? Can I get involved? Kind of said, you know what? Let's throw lighter fluid on this thing. And yeah. I've reached that to where we are now where, you know, we, we just opened store number 21 at Petco park and, 22 is opening next week. And, you know, we have massive goals now to have a, a national brand that will hopefully continue to represent all things superfood and, and further the unevolved movement. That's, that's amazing, by the way. 22, 22 locations is amazing. Uh, I mean, most people dream of opening their one spot, right, and making it successful. And you got into the point where you're 22. How much of that speaks to your product itself versus maybe your core values versus who is who your target audience is i think it speaks most importantly to the team uh we have 437 employees and i gotta tell you they're 437 rock stars Um, i wouldn't be sitting here with you or having this conversation if it wasn't for them so it's important to understand again self-reflection i spend a lot of time when i'm driving i don't listen to much music Um, i listen to podcasts and then i self-reflect i think it's important to be constantly getting better um, understanding what your visions is, understanding your core values and your business principles and who you are and what you need to do. So one of our core values at Everbull is Kaizen. It's getting 1% better every day and understanding that if we can get 1% better every day, we're going to get exponentially better. And before you know it, we're going to be unstoppable. And we have a team of people that allow us to grow like we've done and solve problems and the way that's done, and this is one of my business principles, is be the dumbest guy in the room. It's something I say all the time. It also, if you're a woman, be the dumbest woman in the room. Make yourself as intelligent and educated on every facet of your company and business as you can, but surround yourself with better rock stars in each element. So we have a construction company called We Build, where we build Everbull. So internally, we build our own stores. I don't know anything about construction. I, if I, you gave me a hammer, I'd probably bang the wrong side of it. <laughs> I, I am the least handy human being. Um, 
but that doesn't matter, right? Because I started a construction arm because I knew that it cost me too much money to open my first store. It spent way too much money. I said, there's gotta be a better way. How am I gonna build enough of these if it costs that much? And because I had a vision to build them, I knew that, okay, we needed to do it. So I went out and I attracted the right people who could come in and help me solve this problem. And then I got out of their way and let experts be experts. I let them inject their DNA into the company. So Eric Hansen, our chief operating officer, he's reverse engineered the entire WeBuild division. It's because of him and Jake Brossel, who, who is also in our WeBuild side. The two of them, they have collectively created something that didn't exist before, but how we build our stores is unlike anything else. And so what's great is we can build a store very quickly and for a lot less money than most of our competitors. So I can open a lot of them very quickly and get 22 stores in a short period of time. It's not my doing, it's their doing. And, and all I've done is create the platform, the foundation for them because there might not have been a business if the Everbull wasn't here. So I'm using Everbull as the bug light to then create these other opportunities and attracting the experts to come in. And so now they're a team and, and I can tell you, they're inspired because I don't get in their way. I don't tell them how to, how to be experts, right? I'm not sitting there trying to take credit for what they're doing. I'm giving them the credit. I want the sun on them. I want them to have the entrepreneurial uh, approach and be their own entrepreneur inside of our organization. And that just propels us that much further. Um, and I see a lot of entrepreneurs, especially initial startup entrepreneurs and young entrepreneurs and not young in age, but young in experience, making the same mistakes I made when I started, which is I had too big of an ego. I felt like I had to come up with every idea. And mm -hmm. if someone on my team was going to come up with an idea, I had to kind of tweak it a little bit. So I had some of me in there because I felt insecure about, oh my God, if they get the credit, then that makes me look like a fraud or not authentic, or they're going to get the credit. And then I'm just going to be this guy who's standing here. And that's just couldn't be further from the truth. The truth is, all great teams, whether it's professional sports like the Warriors or the Patriots, you look at the greatest teams, it's the one where there is no individual who's taking the credit. It really is a team. And that's what we've done really well at Everbowl this time through that I've learned from my past mistakes and, fail and um, failures and successes. Some of the conversations I have with people who are starting up, um, I notice in the words that they use, uh, what they're doing is building themselves a job versus building a business, right? Um, and so, I try to try to have conversations with them so that they can kind of take themselves out of the core technical work of that job so that they're not so that they're focusing their attention on their business rather than in their business. What advice would you give um, seeing as you've had a number of different experiences in startups to, you know, take yourself out of that spot and bring in that kind of talent? Sure. It, it starts with making sure that um, you have sustainability, right? I'm trying to build sustainable businesses. I, I don't want a job and I have an exit in, in mind. Um, and so being that I have an exit in mind, you've got to look beyond yourself, right? You've got to create systems and processes that allow the company to grow and build without you. So I am constantly trying to replace your, you should always be, even as an employee, by the way, when I was at ADP, the one job I ever had, you know, I was always trying to find my replacement. You can't get promoted unless you basically make yourself replaceable, but be so good that they're not going to let the organization is not going to let you leave. Right. If you're an employee and if you're, if you're a, a, if you're the founder or it's your company, an entrepreneur, be so good that you're not even needed, right. That mm -hmm. the company can run without you. And that means right. that you built an actual sustainable business and that's how you're going to get to your natural exit. If, if ultimately you want to have an exit. So I'm going to walk with the computer just for a second because I moved and I need to plug back into power. Yeah. 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 That's fine. That's fine. No, dude, I mean, and, and that's one of those things. I mean, are you at a location where you're actually building a, a new spot or is this a back office? No, I'm actually in our commissary. I'm just quickly grabbing the, uh, the power so I don't, we, don't go, we don't get dead. 
<laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> well, that was a great interview with Jeff. <laughs> it came to an abrupt end. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man, dude, all that stuff. I mean, everything you're doing is, is super exciting. You're at a level that many, many people want to aspire to, that people like have, have tried to build. And, you know, I've heard the statistic. I mean, sure, you've, you've lived this statistic. You know, nine out of 10 businesses are going to fail within their first year. Of the ones that su- succeed, nine out of 10 of those will fail within five years. And the number one thing is burnout. Um, so when, when you talked earlier uh, about your, about your why and the reason why you get up in the morning to do it, part of that I think is, is crucial to know and to understand, to self-reflect on because it's going to get you to get up in the morning and continue doing what you're doing. The other thing is taking yourself out of having this job versus building a business. Uh, when, when, um, when you, when people come up to you nowadays, how often are people asking you for, how did you do it or teach me how to do it versus give me a job? Right. How's that, how's that looking for you in your, in your world? I mean, how have things changed as far as the people around you once you've achieved the level of success that you have? How have people around you been a little bit different? Are you seeing, like, did you, did you experience, um, where people kind of have this animosity where they're like, well, yeah, they don't want to talk to you anymore. They see you in a different level or, or, or did none of that exist for you? I've heard that kind of thing too. I mean, I, I don't know if there's animosity. Um, definitely. I, I get a lot more, especially on social media. I'm getting, I'm getting hit up by a lot of people that are asking me for advice. Uh, will I mentor them? Can I help them? And I love that. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I'm your listeners. I'm happy to provide advice to anybody. Um, I am where I am because of a lot of people who have helped me along the way. Um, Uh oh. Maybe we would be here today and ask a bunch of questions. Um, so I would say that that definitely reaching out to to those who are are where you want to be or have information you want to have and ask for mentorship, ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You should do it. I asked for help a ton of it is in my development. I still do. Uh, You know, I have mentors today that I talk to regularly. Um, so I've been definitely hit up a lot recently for advice, tips. Uh, will I join them on different business ventures, which has been kind of a fun <laughs> get, uh, business propositions in social media that someone you don't know. Um, my friends, you know, my, my close friends are, are great. Nothing's changed. Obviously, my acquaintances look at me a little differently. Some of them think I'm way more successful than I am. Um, and some of them think, you know, oh, he's just lucky because of this. And maybe there's a little bit of, of that animosity, as you said. But, you know, at the end of the day, again, I, I'm sitting here on and I'm sitting here because of the 437 people that are on our team that have built this and built this with us, uh, with me. And, um, it's because of them. And so I always believe in paying it forward. So if, you know, again, if anyone needs any advice, I love talking business and, and entrepreneurship, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to, I'm happy to help any way I can. Awesome. All right. A few little useful tips. Um, if I am the type of person who doesn't like to get up and move, who has no idea where to start when it comes to eating healthy, you know, but I want to make a change, what kind of advice are you giving uh, somebody like that? Yeah, first and foremost, move your body. So take the stairs. Here's a secret tip. Three flights or less, don't take an escalator or an elevator. Just take the stairs. You'll lose eight pounds a year on average. The average American could lose literally eight pounds if they take the stairs three flights or less. Um, make micro goals. It's all about Kaizen getting 1% better. So if you really don't move much, walk to the mailbox today, tomorrow, walk to your next door neighbor's mailbox. And every day walk one house further before you know it, you're going to be running marathons, um, and getting your body active. As far as eating, just eat stuff that's been around forever. And that's our tagline. And you don't have to come to Everbowl. You can go to our competitors. You can go to the 
grocery store. Doesn't don't eat anything that was created in a laboratory. If it's not made from nature, whether you know if you eat animal products, that's okay. It's natural. Plants, uh, nuts, seeds, but really focus on eating stuff that's been around forever because your body knows what to do with it. When you start introducing products that are created in a laboratory, it's foreign. It's like if I went to your car right now and put sugar in your gas tank, you'd beat me up. You wouldn't even let me do it. But we put that stuff in our body. And it's red six and yellow seven and a whole bunch of chemicals I can't even pronounce. Um, so really just understand that nature has done this for us. Your body is meant to be self-healing. Give your body what naturally is here and what to do. Beautiful, beautiful. I mean, I, I love that micro steps because I, I promote that myself for people who are getting started in business. Micro steps, just try a little bit, a little bit at a time. Um, what advice would you give a newer entrepreneur who has, who's coming from a job world, wants to do something, but is really skeptical about burning those ships. <laughs> well, there is no way to jump out of an airplane without jumping, right? So <laughs> I would say that if you really look at yourself and understand and, and, and go through that, go through the pros and cons, because entrepreneurship, it's a broad term, right? It's like saying you're a doctor. Well, what kind of doctor? Or you're a teacher. What do you teach? Um, understand who you are, right? I'm a serial entrepreneur, a startup entrepreneur. There's different kinds of entrepreneurs. All, all, my team, my COO, my CFO, my chief development officer, our branding, all of them are entrepreneurs, but they're not necessarily the person who's going to start their own company, but they're going to join a startup. So figure out what is you, right? If you're not the person who has the desire to be the visionary and, and go out and make that first jump yourself because of whatever reason, then find a startup and find another entrepreneur to partner with that says, okay, that individual is going to handle that component and I'm going to bring my skill sets to the table and be an entrepreneur inside of the, the startup company. Um, or option B is just understand that failure is part of it, right? Failure is part of the journey. It's not a bad, it, failing is getting 1% better just like progress is. If I learn what not to do and I don't do it again, I just got better. I'm now a seasoned veteran. I'm skilled. I learned. And I can tell you, I learn more from failure than I do from success. You, you're successful on something, you don't analyze why. But when you get punched in the face, you, you take a look at why did I get punched in the face and how do I make sure I never get punched in the face again? Uh, but when you, you, know, you win the lottery, you just say thank you and you keep moving on. Uh, <laughs> you don't so really true. analyze how you won the lottery. So I would say that look at failure as learning and, and fail fast, fail forward and, and just go. I mean, that's, that's the journey we're, we're all on. And I hope you know, the recession showed and taught people who were working during the recession that there is no safety blanket, right? You could work for a big company for 30 years and if there's a big recession, you're gonna get laid off. So this whole comfort and security component, which I hear a lot you know, from people who are, hey, I'm scared, I have such good security. I mean, again, once you jump out of the plane, you've jumped and I, you know, it's all about understanding what is your long-term goal. If you really don't like where you are <clears throat> and you really wanna be somewhere else, then the short-term sacrifices you may have to make, like moving in with your parents or, or doing whatever that ends up being for you, um, it's not a big sacrifice if it gets you closer to your goals. hundred percent. All right. I got one more question. Ready? Yes, sir. I'm going to walk into your store. I'm going to order a product. What is Jeff's favorite? I know you have a number of good ones, but what's your go-to? So my official answer is the Everbolt because it's the name you say. My secret favorite is the O-Berry. It's a graviola base uh, mixed with berries. Um, and then I do my own, create your own toppings. Uh, I highly recommend graviola. It's a very uh, newer superfood. Most people don't know what it is. It's also called soursop or guanabana in Peru. Um, it's got a green exterior outside if you ever see the fruit with a white interior, uh, but it tastes like a strawberry and a pineapple and it's got such an, a creamy, nice flavor. 
Um, I highly recommend the graviola. It's one of our differentiators. That's my secret favorite. But my official answer will always be the namesake, the Everbowl. It's got to be. It's got to be. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Hey, man, thank you for taking time out of your day to come talk to us. Really, really appreciate the uh, honesty and all the advice, man. It really, I mean, I think there's a lot of people who are out there getting started who really do want to get to where you want to go, uh, where you are, and are just treading water trying to figure out how to do it. You know, they're, they're in there. They're, they're figuring it out. Uh, their ship may not have burned yet, but it's on its way down, right? And they're trying to figure it out and wondering, should I go back or should I go forward? And, you know, the information you gave here, I mean, it, it definitely really is helpful. And I'm going to be checking out your stores for sure. I saw that you had one in Bonita Road the other day because I was waiting. I didn't know you had 22. So I had, that's impressive. I saw the one that you opened via Facebook. I saw that you were at the stadium. I was like, well, next time I go to Peck, I'm going to check it out. But then I'm driving down Bonita Road and I'm like, look, there's one right there. So, so I'm definitely checking that out. Well, thank you. And, and for those of you that are listening that are on the fence, find mentors, find people that are where you want to be, ask for advice. Um, I do that, that all the time. Um, you know, you can always reach out to me at Fenster Jeff on Instagram or LinkedIn and Facebook. Please follow Everbowl Craft Superfood, you know, following our journey. If that gives you any inspiration, that, that tickles me. If not, and, um, you know, that's okay too. Uh, I use mentors. It's really a quick way to jumpstart your career. Uh, learn things before you have to really pay the dummy tax. And also, relationship capital, making those connections with those people that are where you want to be or know what you want to know or do what you want to do, uh, can fast forward that. hundred percent. No, you know, ask. want to help. Yeah. It's, it's funny how people who've reached uh, certain levels of success are more than willing to give advice and help you out if you're just willing to ask for it. It's because we've all used it, right? Exactly. We are based on it and you feel obligated to help move that and pay it forward. So um, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. It's been an honor. I, I've been anxious to get on your podcast. A big fan of you guys, what you're doing. I, I love, I love seeing it on Facebook. I love watching it. Um, excited to be here and thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you, my brother. Thank you very, very much. Ladies and gentlemen, one last reminder, 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year, 619-884-0045 or jamesatcsfirst.com and hop on his Harley, go over there, pick them up. If you have any insurance needs, commercial, uh, but personal lines, health, life, whatever you need, or you want to add insurance into your particular business, let us know. Again, james at csfirst.com or 619-884-0045. Jeff, you've been amazing, brother. Thank you again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Later. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home? or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.